Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio, and we're delighted to welcome Lord Lee of Trafford to join us. John Lee was an MP for 13 years from 1979 to 1992 and became a member of the House of Lords in May 2006. He was High Sheriff of Greater Manchester in 1998. However, possibly inspired by the passion of Margaret Thatcher for popular capitalism, he has become a champion for people investing in the stock market over recent years. He's written three books, How to Make a Million Slowly, Guiding Principles from a Lifetime Investing, uh, Portfolio Man, and Yummy Yogurt, a reference to a fictional family company which joins the stock market and it's intended for young people. And he's also a patron of ShareSock, the individual shareholder society in the United Kingdom. Most recently, he has tabled a question for government which could significantly raise the profile of investment in shares. His question to ask Her Majesty's government whether they will meet representatives of the major television channels, the Financial Conduct Authority, and Ofcom to encourage the development of programs that promote investment in shares of companies quoted in the UK. So a really significant question for us. So John, um, what's the background to your question? Well, the background, uh, Gavin, is, is simply this, that, that um, I, I think we, we all agree, certainly you and I agree, that financial education in this country is, is absolutely lamentable, uh, that, that um, there are huge numbers of, of people in the country who, who have cash left in, in banks, uh, earning next to nothing, and near zero interest. Um, our young people are increasingly being tempted towards uh, day trading and cryptocurrencies. Uh, there are a huge number of people with cash ices. Uh, and yet, and, and I find this extraordinary, to put it very simply, you've got a company of the caliber of, say, Legal and General, which I regard almost like a, um, a private sector guilt, yielding about 6.5%, a dividend yield of 6.5%. Now, uh, you know, I just find it extraordinary that, that, that um, uh, people in the country with money don't really appreciate opportunities like that. Um, and one of the great areas where I think um, uh, the nation has failed, if I can put it like that, is really uh, through television, which, of course, until very recently has been the, you know, the dominant um, uh, media into people's homes uh, obviously, social media to an extent has taken over with young people. But for the majority of those who are potential investors with cash, television probably is still the dominant media. Uh, and yet, uh, as far as I'm aware, the, the, you know, the, for years, if ever, 
Um, there have been no programs at all on television really about um, our huge, hugely important savings and investment industry, uh, about the way to invest, the opportunities to invest, uh, and, and um, no highlighting of, of many of the large and small UK companies that people could invest in. Uh, the, 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 the nearest we've got, the best we've got is probably uh, Ian King's breakfast uh, news, business news program on Sky. But that tends to deal with, with major uh, corporate news like um, Tesco's results or, or a layoff from, from Rolls-Royce. Um, once again, um, nothing at all uh, focusing on the investment aspect. Uh, and so it's hardly surprising in a way that so many of our UK companies are considered undervalued when really their merits are hidden from so many people. And my fundamental contention is that, that if um, television could bring into people's homes uh, the, the opportunities to, to invest and explain how it's done and uh, bring, bring to the attention of the public, that viewing public, a range of individual companies that they could invest in, and there are a whole, whole range of different ways that one could, one could do this, um, I think it would substantially increase the number of private investors and the awareness that they have uh, of uh, UK companies and investing. Now, the problem at the moment, I think, I, uh, as I see it, is twofold. Firstly, um, the, the, there is a, a, a doubt, I think this would be fair to say, amongst TV uh, programmers and presenters as to whether uh, a programme on investment would actually be have popular appeal. Uh, and I believe uh, actually it would. But anyway, the, I, I'm sure that some of them have doubts. But the more fundamental point is that uh, even if presenters and programmers consider uh, putting on a programme on investment or investment opportunities, they only have to take one look at the, the rules, the complicated and detailed rules and regulations laid down by Ofcom and the FCA. Uh, and, and frankly, they, they ran a mile. They, they would need to, to employ a top firm of lawyers uh, if they were to go ahead with a programme. Now, yeah. I don't believe... Sorry, Gavin. I'm just going to say, uh, um, uh, can we come back to that regulatory point in a moment? But can we also talk about uh, with the betting and gaming advertisements, which are carried freely, especially on the popular uh, events such as football matches and things like that, because they seem to have a run of the mill. Well, that's right. Certainly, I mean, advertising, uh, investment advertising is, of course, a, a, you know, another area, as it were. And once again, I've not seen any advertisements uh, from the fund management industry or, or, or any of the platforms. Uh, and yet, are there any number of uh, advertisements for, for betting and gaming companies? Uh, and of course, uh, fund management companies and similar advertise on the tube and, and at stations and in the newspapers and individual newspapers, popular papers, serious papers. They have significant sections on the city and they make recommendations, individual, individual commentators and journalists make recommendations, buy, hold, sell on particular companies. Uh, and yet there is absolutely zero, absolutely zero uh, from television. And I just think it's a great loss. So yes. what I'm really asking government to do is to, is to recognise uh, that there is a problem and get the the uh, get the the representative of some of the tv channels the major channels together with ofcom and the fca to see if if some some semi-compromise can be worked out or modus operandi as i put it 
which would really give programmers confidence that they could go ahead, obviously with certain caveats and, and, and controls. One, one totally uh, uh, understands and expects that. Uh, so that, so that uh, we can begin to get some programs focused on, on investment and savings, uh, because really uh, it, it's crucial in my view to try and raise this overall awareness. Yes, I, I think that's really, really helpful. I mean, it, it, even in the Radio 4 Today programme, you get horse racing tips and things like that. I mean, uh, yes. uh, as you say, in the printed media, recommendations are uh, abundant uh, on individual shares. And so I think it's a very fair question to ask, <laughs> my point of view. Yeah, that's right. So, so if, you were, if you were structuring a regular programme yourself on shares, what would it look like? Well, I think, well, it, it, that's a very good question. And the answer is, of course, that, that there, are, um, there are a number of ways one could do it, Gavin. I mean, first of all, you could, ha you could have uh, individuals talking about, quote, you know, my favourite share um, uh, with, with a film on the, particular, on the particular company and maybe an interview with the chief executive and, and, this in, and the individual personality uh, talking about why it's his or her favorite chair. So, so that is one way. You could also have a, a sort of a, a, what I would term a dragon's den type approach where you have uh, four or five well-known individuals, maybe personalities in other fields who were given um, a notional half a million pounds each. Uh, and um, there are a number of investment suggestions and ideas put up as it were with films on particular companies uh, and details of them, and they then decide as individuals um, whether to invest in, in X or, or Y or Z. And you may well have um, a panel of, of uh, so-called experts who comment, as it were. Um, another way to do it would be to focus um, an investment program on sectors. So, for example, one might have a program on, on currently on, on supermarkets, uh, and so you might um, have an hour's programme with, with, um, with, with an overall presentation on, on market share at the moment and a focus on, on the, the major companies, the Tesco's and the Sainsbury's and the Morrison's, which are obviously being bid for at the moment, uh, with, with, a, with a comment uh, on their, their um, investment merits uh, from some individuals giving expressing a personal view. So you could you could um, cover sectors like that, or um, one of the other areas, for example, an obvious one would be our defence sector, where, as you know, a number of our companies have been bid for recently um, by private equity. So there, are, there are, in my view, if there is a will on behalf of um, uh, TV presenters and programmers to to um, to to produce something that would have popular appeal, I think there are a variety of ways it could it can be done. Yes, interesting, your comments about sector, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, focus there. Um, so, so it's your view, really, that it could not just give general guidance on, on specific shares, but actually carry advice as well, and, uh, and actually, uh, you know, quote experts and, and professionals on their views, buy, sell, hold, and so on within the programmes, yeah? It brought broadly, yes, and, and obviously there have to be restrictions, and one of the obvious ones is that the presenter himself or herself, you know, sh shouldn't um, have a direct or indirect financial gain. Um, but um, I, I just think that, that, that uh, although there are, you know, there are uh, difficulties in, in hurdles in putting something like this together, I think the, the prize 
uh, is well worth having. And I just think it would substantially increase the number of private investors and, and, and hopefully also lead to um, uh, a gradual rise uh, in, the, in the overall value of UK shares and possibly make them less vulnerable to, to uh, being taken over. But at the, mo at the moment, you know, there is so much ignorance and, and uh, lack of awareness of, of so many of the very, very attractive companies that we do have in this country that, that provide the, the, obviously, the create the jobs and the, the wealth of the country and the future wealth, um, but also present attractive investment opportunities uh, as well. Yes, yes. I, I, I mean, in terms of um, the regulators, and you mentioned regulates earlier on, and obviously you will have quite a, a knowledge of how the regulatory framework works. I mean, how do you think that the Financial Conduct Authority should react uh, to your proposals? Do you think that they, that, that, that they need to make changes to the way in which they draft their regulations? Or do you think that there's adequate freedom uh, for media to be able to work within that, bearing in mind what the print media already does? I certainly don't think the present situation is, is, is satisfactory. I think it's really overkill. But, I, but I, I, to be fair to the FCA and Ofcom, I, I have to say, Gavin, I don't think that they set out to, to um, blunt uh, and prevent uh, any uh, programmes on investment. Uh, I think what has happened is, uh, as happens with so many of these uh, regulatory bodies, that they, they start off uh, they become larger and more powerful organisations themselves. They, they try to stamp out this abuse, this abuse and that potential abuse. Uh, and, and so the regulations increase in, in quantity and in detail. And you end up with a situation where, where you know, as I say, if, if anyone, uh, look, any normal person leave, leaving aside skilled lawyers, try looks at the other regulations that you know they they, they just run run a mile uh and uh, it, it's it's grand the, the regulations have gradually increased and, and made life more and more difficult and so that's why i'm saying what's needed i think if, if there's a recognition uh of of um uh, of the thrust of, of behind the thrust of what i'm saying uh, a, re a recognition that really um led by government if government believes that, that there is a case here um, to actually sit down and maybe modify some of the relations or actually sign up to a new, a totally new code of conduct, which um, the FCA and Ofcom and any other regulatory body uh, signs up to, as it were, which does give more real, a more realistic freedom. OK, um, yeah, let's take a break there, if we, if we could. Um, we'll just come back in a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turning to wider questions, as you know, I'm a passionate supporter of egalitarian capitalism. And one of the concepts of that is that there should be a transformation in customer share ownership, particularly in the tech giants, 
where I believe that shares should be given in respect of personal data, which is stored and harvested by organizations like Apple and Amazon and so on. What do you think of this? Well, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, it's not one I have to say that I've ever thought of uh, myself. Um, but but in terms of the 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 you know the overall approach of of um, endeavouring to build bridges between uh, companies and individual shareholders or or potential shareholders, you know I'm I'm right behind that. And the tragedy I think is that that so few. Uh, public companies from, from the, the tech uh, giants that you mentioned right the way down to most smaller PLCs, um, they really don't apply any, any creative thought to how they can actually build bridges with their shareholder base. Mm. Uh, and so they end up just doing the absolute minimum from a statutory point of view, the absolute minimum in terms of sending out accounts and an annual general meeting and, and similar. Uh, and, and that is it. Uh, and, and so if they make so little attempt to build those bridges with, with, um, with shareholders, then it's hardly surprising that the share, a shareholder uh, actually is just interested in, in the amount of cash that he can sell his shares for if, say, there, there is a, a takeover bid. Um, so, for example, you know, if you take a company like, like, say, Morrison's or our big supermarket companies, you know, why can't they, for example... Um, have a shareholder's discount card. Mm. Um, now, if, in my judgment, if Morrison's had, had built up a, a, a shareholder discount card, uh, they'd have substantially increased the number of uh, private, private shareholders and private invest, investors. And I would suggest that the price of Morrison's shares would have been quite significantly higher the, than it was before the, the bidding war started. Mm. Um, uh, also, companies, I think, could do much more in sending, in sending out products to shareholders. I mean, I, I'm a shareholder in, in, and have been for years. Indeed, I was on the board years ago of PZ Cousins, who, mm. a Manchester-based company who, who, who manufacture Carex. Now, Carex was in huge demand during the, the pandemic, uh, probably the lead, the lead product in, in that uh, hand-washing field. Now, I, I approached PZ and suggested them that they should send to all their shareholders, at the very least, a case of Carex, mm. which they could easily have, have, uh, have done logistically. It would have cost them next to nothing. Mm. Uh, I mean, they were being very generous, I think, in giving a lot of product away to the health service for free, as it were. They could easily have, have sent uh, as, a, as a, um, an acknowledgement and a recognition, a little, a little thank you. Uh, some a product, a, a pack of, of Carex or similar, to those uh, shareholders uh, with a, with some imperial leather soap or things like that, and so could Unilever, for example, with their you know their Dove products or, or Rackets with their you know with yes. their Dettols and similar, um, and then yeah. also I sometimes I thought that with the really the real larger PLCs, particularly those in in major cities, uh, what about the idea of a shareholder lounge, for example? Mm -hmm. um, uh, devoted to where, where shareholders, local shareholders, can actually go, um, you know, read the financial papers, see the latest news from that particular company, uh, maybe be given a free copy as well, and can use their iPads if they want. So, some something what I'm trying to get at is 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 additional ways of building those bridges between yes. private investors and the companies that they invest in. And at the moment, 
the, the amount of thinking outside the box and creative thinking is virtually zero. Yes, of course, it is really necessary to encourage more share owners to be more actively involved in corporate governance and voting and tabling shareholder secularizations and re re resolutions and so on. And, and that's quite an uphill battle, isn't it? I mean, uh, in, in your role in ShareSoc, you must be very engaged with that. So I'm just wondering whether you have uh, ideas about how one really can make a corporate governance much more alive for personal share owners. Uh, and you know what I've done in the field of nominee share ownership and uh, sure, try sure. to open things up there. And I know that's something where we have to make further changes uh, administratively. Yes. Uh, but even so, there is a question of trying to actually get that message through to personal share owners, isn't there, to take more interest in their companies? Well, absolutely. I mean, how many, how many have a, you know, an investor's day, for example? I mean, yes, they, they welcome institutions, uh, and, and make presentations to 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 to, to them, but uh, you know how many really have a, have a, an open day and invite shareholders, spend a little money and a little time uh, on on showing uh, shareholders a film of the company or showing them round a particular plant or explaining a particular product to them. The next to nothing is done in this uh, uh, in this area. Um, and I have to say, I think the, the, the boards have a responsibility, but similarly also, I think many private investors should be more proactive themselves. I think too many are, are inhibited and reluctant to make contact with the company. Uh, and I, I, from my experience, you know, if a shareholder phones up and speaks to the company secretary or, or may, maybe the finance director, maybe they can't get through to the chief executive, but at least makes contact with someone, um, I think private investor would be amazed at, at the the willingness of, of most of those companies to to talk a little bit more. And um, uh, if a particular request is made, you know, could I visit? Could I see this plant? Could I visit this particular um, uh, production line? Uh, I think they may well be, uh, you know, surprised at the, at the willingness of companies because I think companies do appreciate that they have a responsibility. Um, but there is little proactive, proactivity, both on the part of the boards, in my view, and also on behalf of the shareholders. And, and of course, an organisation like ShareSoc, um, you know, does attempt to, to improve uh, on this and, and fights the battles in many cases um, with boards who actually they consider to be behaving, you know, very, very badly uh, 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 to, to their shareholder base. Yes, yes. I, 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 and finally, I wonder if we could turn to the issue of financial education. Uh, this is a subject which you've written extensively yourself. I, I wonder, do you think there should be a financial awareness GCSE? And if so, what do you think is actually, um, you know, uh, uh, actually uh, stopping government in terms of enabling that to be added to the, to the uh, portfolio of GCSEs and A-levels uh, that we have? Um, I think yes. I think I think that that schools have a huge role to play, uh, and and uh, I think it's improving slowly. Um, but I, you know, I, I do think that uh, you know government could be much more insistent in this area. Of course, they will say, and schools will say, you know, heavens, we 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 have to cram in so many different uh, subjects to, uh, that, that it's almost impossible to find any time for anything else. But I think that's um, uh, that's a mistake, and I, I think that we we have to really work on the basis that 
uh, our young people really deserve better. Uh, and at the very least in schools should be taught the, the basics of, of uh, budgeting and finance and savings and what, it, what interest, interest rates mean and what dividends mean. Um, uh, and uh, in many cases, the, you know, the, the, so there are individual teachers who are very, very good at this. And I know you've done a lot of work, Gavin, in promoting and supporting competitions among schools mm. um, uh, to, you know, to, 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 uh, to learn more and, and um, uh, uh, compete against each other in terms of share selection and that type of thing. And, and uh, considerable strides have been made, but there's a long, long way to go. Well, there is indeed. And of course, we're in the extraordinary position now over the next uh, few years, uh, up until 2020, the end of 2028, where every young person turning 18 who is born in the UK has a child trust fund. And yet uh, we know that uh, that, you know, for 18 year olds and, and there's already about 600,000 young people who've turned 18 with child trust funds, um, uh, uh, 58% of them are not currently stepping forward and claiming their child trust funds. Um, you know, most of these are in investment uh, uh, products. I'm just wondering what could be done to open up investment studies in schools and universities to help them to realize their good fortune and to take control of their account. Well, it, it, it's, it's very interesting. Query, query whether um, uh, there can be any, any information provided uh, to schools on, on um, you know, individuals who, who would qualify for, a, for a, without mentioning any names, because I think what it's, what one can assume, as you rightly say, that all those, you know, born, um, uh, you know, above a certain date or between certain dates, you know, will have a, a, a trust fund. So, you know, certainly... Um, uh, there the could be an effort made by by some of the schools, and of course, um, you know, some of those companies who actually do manage those trust funds, they have an obligation themselves. In in uh, uh, in my view, you know, to actually do more to try and communicate with those um, uh, with those young people. So, government set out, um, you know, to do the right thing years ago, but but um, it really hasn't it hasn't been followed through. And therefore, yeah. so many of these um, trust funds now, are you, as you rightly say, are sort of uh, un almost unclaimed or in no man's land and, and really should be, should be used as platforms for those young people to, to build on, maybe with some incentive, further incentive from, uh, you know, from, from government. Uh, once again, if, if there is a will, uh, it's amazing what actually can be done. And uh, I just think, um, just as I indicated earlier in our in our discussion, um, the government has a role to play in in trying to lead and encourage uh, more television coverage of investment. I think clearly this is another area as well, the child mm. trust funds, where government has a role and and having sown the seeds, as it were, um, really really um, moves to the next stage and and doesn't just sort of turn their back on the whole thing. Well, perhaps we could converge uh, the issues of the Child Trust Fund with those issues of getting investment uh, more broadly carried in broadcasting. So, so actually, it actually provides more material and more audience for those programs. But just of course, a, a thought. Of yes. course. Well, there's so much to be done. And, and thank you. Thank you, John, for, for joining us today. Very much appreciated. And congratulations on everything you do uh, in the House of Lords, in Parliament, uh, to really make a difference. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gavin. Enjoyed it very much. Thank you.
sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.